Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 166. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So there we are, in the jungle. In a tavern? So actually, you guys are in a tavern. <laughs> this is the second tavern that you have been to having stayed at the Swamp Hen the previous night. But now you are at the Parting Glass, and it was the afternoon, and you were sent upstairs with your bags and your keys to your personal accommodations on the third floor. Above your room is the eaves where the Falcons hang out. With Auric, were we able to see his skin at all? He was described as... Like, for his arm. Like, can, can she tell if it was chopped off or oh. if it was, oh, like... Hand. Yeah, or if that was just the way he was born, or... No, or he, is it, like, covered with something? He was wearing an arm guard on his left arm, and the sleeve is closed at the end of... Like, okay. his shirt sleeve underneath is sewn shut. So, no, you, okay. you do not know why he does not have a left hand. Okay. If there was an opportunity... She would take it, but I don't know that she's going to pursue it. Hep has got some interesting obsessions. (laughs) So you settle into your room. You have a private accommodations with a door that can lock. Fancy. There's also a window that looks out onto the street below. My, I mean, my bedroom door locks. Well, you are staying in a, a public house where you were offered the accommodations of just common space. No, when he was, like, fancy, I'm like, but my bedroom is actually nicer. (laughs) Yes, your bedroom is nicer because you are an upper-class elf, whereas Trick lives in his dad's basement. (laughs) It's true. Literally the root cellar. You know, it's cooler there in in the summer. Temperature stays constant in the winter. So you settle down, set up your bags, choose who gets which bed. I assume the beds look the same. One bed is close to the window, one bed is farther from the window. I'll take the one closer to the window. Trick doesn't care. <laughs> uh, I'll take closer to the door. As you are settling that and dropping off your backpacks and stuff, there is a tapping at the window. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Can we see what it is? Make a perception check. Two purples. Success. One failure. Okay. So, Hepa, because of your angle of where the bed is, you look diagonally out the window in the wrong direction. Whereas, Trick, from your angle, you briefly see a splash of black and white feathers. That's weird. I can't have this tapping going on all night. We got a woodpecker or something. Trick will go out the window. Okay. Still tapping? Nothing? What is it? Open the window. Yeah. What do we got? Smells like the city. It does not smell as fresh as the forest here. That is true. You lean out the window to have a sure. look? Sure. I have a good lean way out so have a could push me out the window. <laughs> That's my style. 
wonder what's the physics of that. <laughs> All right. You don't have any defense, right? No. Most certainly not. All right. There's a success, a triumph, and two advantages here for your assailant. So I'm dead. <laughs> if it wanted you dead, could knock you out the window with a triumph. But mainly what it's interested in is scaring you as it swoops at your head. This black and white bundle. Bird I've never seen before. Bird you've never seen before. Black and white. It's got a, I would say, grayish sort of beak. How do you already have an avian enemy? We just got here. Wait a minute. I took animal companion, not animal nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. And it swoops right at you. Okay, I feel like I need a cool check then, because that's alarming. It's making this strange noise like you've never heard before. It had a triumph, and it had two advantages, so your cool check is going to be upgraded with a black die. I fail with an advantage and a triumph. So you do not keep your cool. No, so trick is spooked. What is it? All right, but you have a triumph. It's like a bird. Then he starts rambling about what it is. What it is. Oh, so make up some interesting facts about this bird. Oh my god, it's a pixie dragon! A quarter the size, four times the danger! Rarest of all. Oh, why did I cross that Saurian? <laughs> You've been cursed. I've been cursed. She said her astrologer is a, can hex people. So you yank yourself back inside. Yep. Protecting your head. The bird lands on the windowsill and goes, Woo, woo, it could talk a little bit. You can make a check. I think probably vigilance because you weren't really paying attention. One purple. Two success, one advantage. One advantage. Trick, you recognize that when that bird just said, Actually, Dragon, it actually sounded quite a bit like your voice. The bird is mocking me. All right, bird, that's a, that's a fight I can handle. The bird is talking. That's not important. The bird is mocking what check would I have to make to know whether or not that's magic? Or is that something that's a known thing that birds might be able to talk? Survival check? Should have put that one in <laughs> that. A battle of wits with a, a bird. One purple. Uh, one success, one advantage. So there are some birds that can copy the songs of other birds and such. As far as you know, you don't know of any birds that can actually talk as in they have speech but there are birds that copy each other's songs and things. That can mimic? Yeah. Okay, so then for my advantage, can I just say something about that out loud and then pass the blue die to the yes. next roll? He, he's saying, like, the bird is mocking him, and you're like, eh, maybe it's mimicking you. Yeah, so I can maybe I can use that and maybe give you a blue die on your next. Yeah. Now I need to verbally spar with this bird to get it to say something dumb about itself. <laughs> Be interesting. Yeah, such as, look at me, I'm a stupid bird, and I say it in a voice that's not my voice. What type of voice are you trying to feign? Uh, just a higher pitched, like is a fake bird voice one would use. Okay. Look at me, I'm a stupid bird. <laughs> this is me, I talk like this. You are trying to get this bird to do something. So this yeah, I think is it's actually, survival check. Yeah. You have a blue die from Hepa. Now I had a triumph on a previous roll. You can upgrade. How difficult is it to? to trick this bird into copying what you wanted to copy? Yes. I'm gonna say it's three purples and there is a black die because it is an unknown animal. bird to you. Okay. Oh, you're gonna use a story point yeah. to make this bird look foolish. Yes. I mean, I don't know. This bird must be pretty smart because we've got falcons right above us and he's all right. He could get snacked on. Yeah, he must be pretty bright. 
I succeed with two threats, however, so he's gonna... It's like he has a witty retort to add on. <laughs> Stupid bird. Stupid bird. And it flaps past you into the room to your bag, and it, like, noses inside the bag and, like, pulls out some of your trail rations, chomps it. Why do I go? Do you think it's trained? Well, well, I knew where the food was. Somebody's been feeding it. Maybe it's one of our experts. I, I don't think this is even occurred to drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would make a lot of sense. Did he have, like, any kind of tags or anything on his birds? Adarin had some ties on her because messages get attached to her, but she didn't have, like, Jess's the way that okay. modern hawking birds would have for you to grab. So the bird has had its little snack from your bag, and then it resumes its throws its head back and like makes its happy little song and then it changes to in a sort of bagpipe sounding bagpipes does that tune sound familiar at all like a geography check or something i don't think a a geography check is required as you spent some time on the road with somebody who played the bagpipes okay so it's a dwarfish is a, a song you have heard on the bagpipes before. By Glimmer. Yes. Glimmer has played the song on the bagpipes. Glimmer strikes again, I see. We get no rest from their bagpipes. Do you think he does other tricks? If we can get him to do a trick that doesn't involve bagpipes, that would be great. I mean, or she? Can you tell? What sort of bird is it? Oh, Survival well, it's a... Uh... <laughs> Unless you're just going to flat out lie. <laughs> no, Jip can try to identify it. How difficult is identifying the species and sex of this bird? I mean, if I do know, then I don't have to lie. I think probably average. One success, one threat. You have to handle the bird a little bit. So you While it's take, busy snacking. You do take some strain. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 calm down. <laughs> I was hoping it would just have different coloring. <laughs> That's probably the smart thing to do. <laughs> Maybe it's under its chest. Let's make a direct observation. <laughs> this is a magpie. Yep. And the female color is not so different from the male coloring on the magpies, so he did have to examine a little more closely. Evens or ladies? We got a dude. So can you tell what kind of bird it is? Yeah, it was called a magpie. Are those common in elfish lands? No. Okay, so. They don't live in your forest. Okay, so it's nothing I would have You know, like, forest ravens? Yeah, forest ravens, you know, they're kind of majestic a little bit. They're reclusive and wise. Majestic. Forest ravens and elves in the forest. Magpies and some humans over here. Majestic. Stupid. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know he eats field rations. That is true. I guess whatever they were. We know he eats dried berries? Trail mix? Um, I don't see any obvious markings. No. This is a bird that came inside, which a bird would not in general do. Unless it was desperate for food. This bird does not look starved, though. No, the bird doesn't look starved. Are they clever, these magpies? Magpie tilts its head, stares at you. I mean... The way a fox will steal a farmer's chickens. So maybe Ulrich doesn't know that he's out of his cage. Maybe. Maybe this bird just hangs out with the cages, because that's where all the food is. And all the falcons are tied up and can't get at him. 
Although it's an aviary, so that suggests that they're like free flying in the attic. Alaric did just make a call and one came flying. One down. came flying down. Yeah, that'd be a bold magpie to, if it wasn't already already friends with the little falcons. Well, okay, then I'm gonna close the window. Aha! You're trapped now. Because if it's Alaric's bird and he's loose, then maybe we should Just return was it him. Alaric or Adarin, what was the guy's name? Alaric is the barkeep. Adarin was the falcon that he introduced you to. Yes. I didn't even remember the falcon's name. <laughs> then I'll try to... You're so over the falcon. The falcon was so awesome last time. But now there's this bird that can talk. All right. Well, another trail ration. Like, talk to Alaric. He didn't say anything when he mentioned the name Alaric. Interesting. The bird... Tips its head, looks at the, the ration in your hand, looks back at you, hops a little bit closer. Take a step back. It hops away. I put the snack away. I mean, it knows how to talk and dance. That's true. <laughs> and then when you start to put the snack away, it hops really far fast and like snatches it. You uh, it have to make a. Attack I think it versus... should have to make it. A... What's your coordination? One red and a purple. It does not manage to grab it before you put it into the bag, but it has four advantages. Four advantages. It looks up at you, and these huge, <laughs> sad eyes. It tilts its head. So I think I need to make a cool check. Leans in. And it goes, oh. And it goes, I do succeed, but with several threats. Pull out a different snack that he didn't know about, so the pork that was left over. So this pal? He snatches up, eats it, and then he goes, stupid, stupid. <laughs> and he like flies up to a perch. <laughs> well played. <laughs> but there's no other food in here. You're my food. I open the door. We got to go down to the bar. It, it flies on out and down the staircase. Who's stupid now, stupid bird? <laughs> well, did you want dinner, Heather? Yeah. Well, now the food's all, all out. Everybody's yeah. hungry. I hope Alberg's down there. I would like to ask him all about this magpie. What a stupid bird. All right, Actually, I think he's quite entertaining. Always <laughs> uh, oh, so polite, Heffa. <laughs> like how it's your, your animal companion, potential candidate, and I'm like, I love how fun he is. He tricks you. No, he gets into trouble. The word he knows is stupid. So you head downstairs, and it is now busier downstairs than you have seen it before. Tables are occupied with people. There are people at the bar. There are some of the the side booths that had curtains. You didn't see this before because you yourself were inside when it was occupied, but there's like a sash that marks like occupied or unoccupied for the privacy booths. And Alric is manning the bar, pouring drinks for people and such. And there is a woman who is bringing out trays of food from the kitchen area, counting them to certain tables. She has long, straight, whitish hair that is borderline blue and held back with a, a brown kerchief sort of thing. And she's dressed in functional leathers. How old does her face look? Or medically, does she look healthy? You're not, you don't need to check for this. She does not look like she's wasting away or anything. Mm-hmm. And she looks to be... You don't know precisely. She could be in her late teens. She could be in her early 20s. And her hair is white? Her hair is whitish, almost blue. And her teeth? You cannot tell her teeth unless you engage her more closely. You may have to talk to her. I might do that, but now I'm curious about this white-haired. Because I haven't seen so much white hair. I've only seen... 
You have walked all through town today. Okay, so I have You stood seen... in various lines yesterday. Okay. You have seen people from afar with gray hair and white hair and all sorts of colors of hair. Okay, so the teen kind of defies, like, if she's, like, young-looking, that defies what I thought I understood. That is correct. She looks younger than you would have thought based on what Hepa has learned about human hair colors. Okay. I mean, I don't think I'm going to go up and engage her. I think I still... What does the bird do? Oh, when you come downstairs, the bird is perched on a, a candelabra type thing on the ceiling. You come downstairs, and it's sitting up there, rather straight, kind of looking around, like looking down at various tables. See what snacks can be had. We basically let in a little miniature terrorist. I mean, no, we didn't yes. Know. <laughs> Look, he's not stealing our food anymore, so I consider that a win. Where do you want to start? Well, I mean, maybe let's tell Ulrich that yes, one of his birds might be When Ulrich has a moment. So you step up to the bar, Ulrich sees you, and asks if you're ready for your dinner order. I think so. Look for something. Take whatever the meal is tonight. Uh, quick question. That bird popped into our room. Is that one of yours? Because that's not a falcon. He says, I, I thought I left the windows closed up there. I'm sorry, is Oh, I wanted some fresh air. If you want me to make a deception check, <laughs> I can certainly do such a thing. The bird did trick you into opening the windows. You're going to lie to Alaric, though. Yes. That's going to be two reds and a purple. <laughs> you protecting this bird's deception? He's protecting his own reputation is what yeah. he's doing. That is a failure with two advantages. Alaric does not call you out on your lie over why the window you opened the window. He's like, uh, yeah, he's like, you know, he's probably thinking you're not the first person to be. <laughs> he says, that's not one of mine, but he is pretty clever. Uh, you've encountered this, this bird before? Sometimes he manages to get food away from the falcons. Kind of bold, like, wouldn't the falcons tear him to pieces? Are these falcons trained not to strike out. My falcons are well disciplined. While they will protect their food, they don't engage in needless violence. I suppose that's good. And this bird knows causes just less than enough trouble to not get murdered. Alaric kind of shrugs, and he says, everyone's welcome here. (laughs) All right, that's a fair point. So are all of these birds so friendly? Friendly, not quite the word I would attribute to this bird. All of which birds? Are there more birds up in your room? Yeah, all birds like this. These magpies, I think, Trick said. Are they generally so friendly? There's not very many that, that live in the city. Really? I have seen this one before because I have encountered it while feeding the falcons, but they're not generally city birds. I don't know why this one hangs around in town. Presumably the good eating. That's likely. Are they forest birds? I'm not in our forest. I'm not much of a naturalist myself. Really, I falcons are the birds I know. I'm going to need a discipline check now. <laughs> to pontificate about where magpies like to roost. Well, where do they like to roost? Success with an advantage. So you can answer the question honestly from your knowledge of survival. Yes. Would you like me to make a survival check? You already made a survival check to identify this as a magpie. I feel like that means you know stuff about magpies. Uh, So they're not generally city-dwelling birds. So says Ulrich. Yeah. Uh, So maybe they're they're probably more plains-dwelling creatures. Yeah, I think that's what Trick will say. They're more plains-dwelling creatures. And you know what, you're a city in the plane. That's probably explains why you get a few. 
Uh, they can annoy farmers quite a bit. They'll swoop at them. Yeah, they defend their nests. But they don't generally pick at crops, so they're not a significant menace as far as I know. And they eat a mixed diet. They will eat garbage. I mean, they even eat here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Our And then tells you to, to take a seat at one of the tables, and Hollis will bring you out your garbage. Fantastic. <laughs> what sort of garbage are we eating today? You don't want to know. Uh, but do you want a drink order, or shall I pick something for you to complement the garbage? I would love it if you pick something, Auric. All right. So you guys head to the table. He turns to the yep. to the back wall to select something. Oh, that's right, because he had some of, uh, what's his he name? He is not going to get you the Mountain Tay. Marvin Connie's. Yeah, you guys have already indicated that you were not fans of that. Ugh, I mean, yeah. we've had a lot of it so far. Yeah, too much, too much. Keep an eye on that bird. The bird keeps an eye on you. So he's just a wild bird? I mean, you say just a wild bird. He's a plains bird in the city, snacking as much as he can. I don't know that I've encountered very much wildlife that's so quick to... Well, I mean the bats, but they attacked. Yeah, this, this bird knows not to directly us, like when he swooped me. Didn't quite touch me. Just the flap of the wings in one's face is enough. He got you to open the window and then back out of his way so he could get in the room. Yep. Do you think he was trying to get in? I think he did get in. Was he the one making the noise? Probably. The window to get in? Why would he want in? Because he saw some food. Clever, or he knows clever. there's food inside there. This whole world revolves around food. I wonder how many other animals are clever like that. I mean, I guess humans are clever. Some of them. <laughs> Some of them. It's true. I don't know about the Saurians, but we only met the one. I mean, she seemed, she was nice. She was a fair trader. don't know about trolls. We haven't really uh, met any trolls properly. And the boar did not seem... But I don't know. Well, you were I mean, the one hunting the boar, so I'll I set up a pretty slick trap. It would have had to have been a pretty smart boar to escape from that. So I don't think that's really fair to the boar. Guess I don't have that much experience with wild animals. There are animals in your forest. They don't really go into the elves' homes or anything like that. But I, you know, I don't think Hepa's actually had that much of an interest in them up until now when they talk and take messages and recognize people. That's true. You have encountered several intelligent birds today. It is true. And the animals in the forest don't go into your homes unless you're fettling. And then, you know... They might nest in your hair. They just they nest live, in your they hair. They live in your hair. Yeah. I mean, we have a couple of horses that are clever. Okay, you know, that, that makes sense. Like, a horse could have personality, be clever. Well, I mean, like, Butterbell, she's such a sweetheart. Which, is that the brown one? No, she's the white one with the black spots, like the flower, Butterbell flower. Ah, of course, of course. Should not make up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to remember Butterbell flower, white with black spots. Oh, man. I was going to make it yellow, but then the yellow horse seemed really weird. All right, this bird is out of place. This bird is causing trouble to folks. Probably going to snatch somebody's food. I should get this bird out of here. Do everyone here a service. All right, what are you going to do? The bird is up on a light fixture. Yeah, you let him in the in. That's true. Let him in I the let him in. <laughs> this is my, I need to take care of this. <laughs> I mean, I would never say it's your responsibility, but that would be something mother would say. You know, uh, wildlife management. <laughs> Sometimes that's certain kinds of pest control. Well, he's not really hurting anyone. 
Who knows what kind of germs he's carrying? All right, let's see if I can get this bird to come over here. Wait, do we have germ theory? <laughs> do we have germ theory. <laughs> do, but disease, you could probably you have. have you, you know that sicknesses spread generally from proximity, that things can be carriers of illness. Like rats. Major problem in cities. Uh, yes. Let's see if I can get this bird. Yes. So you're making a survival check? Yeah. Three purples, unless you can tell me how you are doing something that deserves a blue die. Uh, I'll make the noise. Okay, then you can go blue for you That's right. mimicking him. Do your best magpie impression. Three success with two threats. So he's going to get some food from me. What were you wanting to accomplish with your animal handling check here? I want to get him to come to me so I can get like a piece of rope around his leg or something so we can't just fly off. You want to imprison him? What about some of the ribbon? Oh, there we go. Some he seems like that. You know what? First, the first step, I need to make sure I know which one is which. You're gonna put some favor of the fae on him. That's what I have. And, you know, I haven't. Uh, he might kill me overnight, but we'll see. All right. So you get him to come down, perhaps due to your fabulous singing. He flies. Uh, you guys select a table. He flies down onto the table in front of you. Tilts his head. Sings back the song for you. And while he's doing that, pull out a ribbon. You uh, lasso him with a, a blue and not like around his neck. Blue and gold ribbon around the foot or something. Around his foot or something. Okay, you have a couple threats here. Yep, dunks its head in my drink. Or you could spill it on you. You're affixing the ribbon around his foot, and he seems to be allowing you to do that. And you're like looking intently at his foot while you're doing that, so you don't see what he's doing with his head, because he's he's doing something. But you, you don't notice what it is. I see it. Kappa <laughs> sees it. And then Trick sits back up all satisfied that he has, has bound the leg of this magpie with some blue and gold ribbon and then realizes that the other end of the blue and gold ribbon is tied, tied. around Trick's own wrist. So that's how it's going to be then, mate. Kappa <laughs> didn't say anything because it was so interesting. <laughs> Does it say like, stupid, stupid? That depends. The way you just said that, that's how it's going to be mate. It sounded like you were addressing it with a name. Yeah, well... Kind of. Like, so if you... An honorific of sorts. Right. If you want this bird to have a name... That fool bird. Or it will just address you back and it will say, Stupid, mate. Yeah, I think I'm probably just going to call the bird mate. Okay. The bird will address you similarly. Now that we understand each other. <laughs> Did he tie a knot in the... That is actually pretty impressive. It is not a knot that will, like, stand up to... He just, like, looped it through, like, what Trick was doing? Yeah. He saw that Trick was twisting ribbon together, and he emulated that to the best of his ability. So if Trick, like, were to apply any sort of pressure to this knot or anything, it would come apart, but it's clear what the bird's intent was. Fascinating. Yeah, that is actually pretty impressive. Trick did not expect the bird to be able to tie something. He was like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. Okay, it was trying to do the fisherman's knot. Like, now Trick is, like, channeling his dad, really, have to explain. Okay. So you are actually trying to teach this bird. I'm going to teach this bird how to tie a knot, just because it's okay. it's almost a reflexive thing. Because Trick has tied his knot wrong so many times in his life. <laughs> Wait till he's a better dowser than you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so Trick is now immersed in teaching the magpie how to tie a proper fisherman's knot. Fisher Elf. 
Fisher elf's not. Fisher's not, and is soaking in that for a while. Are you interested in paying close attention to that, or in taking in the people watching in the bar? I wouldn't like to do some people watching, but I kind of want to see how this pans out. And if it seems like, once I get a sense of if it's like, the bird's paying attention, or the bird loses interest, or whatever... Who am I kidding? I'm really fascinated by this. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what the, yeah, tell me if it seems like it gets boring or you can tell, but yeah, no, I want to see where this goes. The bird seems to be paying attention. Way more attention than Trick ever paid. Trick is paying a lot of attention to the bird in order to try to teach it this thing, and so the bird is doing its best to... That's an incredibly the, respectful like, bird. The bird, I would say the bird is not necessarily listening to Trick, but the bird it's like head is like Watching. down and like right among Trick's fingers as Trick is tying the knots and such. All right, see, see, I'm gonna undo it. I like how now you, you do it. Joking that this bird is gonna kill you in your sleep and you're teaching him how to tie knots. That's the first thing. Yeah, that's probably tough. <laughs> it's like this is how we make a hangman. Yeah. But the bird is also is not like just standing still and watching. The bird is also like kind of flap hopping around and like sometimes is like watching from like standing on Trick's arm, sometimes watching from like standing on Trick's head. The bird is like getting multiple angles and hopping around and observing all these things. The whole time it's pilfering things off my body. If all your boings will be there afterwards, who knows? I mean, if he wants to carry him, fine. Trick do, bird. <laughs> your encumbrance is just this much less. <laughs> That's what's going on. And can you please make a survival check? Two purples. There's no black dice. Failure with two advantages. So the bird is essentially taken out by this activity. And is like a kitten playing with a ribbon, right? Like yeah. the bird is not going to harass you anymore. The bird is like off on the side of your table with the ribbon and is like... Tying it around things. Repeatedly like trying to do something with it, with like its little feet and its beak, and it's not being able to produce the knot you want, but okay, it's well, now soaked up and destroyed. Practice that, we're going to try again tomorrow. So the bird will not cause you any more trouble. It took me five years to learn that. <laughs> you, know, you can't expect the bird to get it one night. And I have thumbs. <laughs> Did you start with too hard of a knot? Maybe. Yeah. How many different knots are there? You don't want to know. Just you, one, right? you don't want to know. There's a whole... My dad has a whole board full of example knots, and then you flip it on the back and there's more knots. But why? I ask myself the same question. But different knots for different purposes. You got different clothes for different occasions. Well, for example? You want to tie up your boat versus you want to tie some twine to a fishing rod. Versus you want to join two pieces of rope. We can roleplay if you want. If you don't want to, we can just be like, Heppa peppers them with questions yeah. about how... No, until she gets right, a that, sense that, that of That sentence goes in the story. Heppa peppers them with questions. Got your gumbo shrimp, <laughs> boiled shrimp, shrimp stew, What she's pasta. looking for is when she gets a concept of how a knot would be different, then she can, like... Yeah. So, clearly, there's knots for tying things up, but knots also for adjoining two pieces of rope, and knots that you want to come apart at a certain time, and knots that you don't want to come apart ever. And you use the docking of boat not on him? Yeah, it's good for tying something to something, but not permanently, so you can untie it later. Okay. Helleth comes up to your table. She has a platter upon which is two bread bowls of stew, which she sets down. She also puts down a bottle that she tells you is blonde, which Alaric has picked out for you to drink. 
and she sets down two cups and she said that Alric also told her to tell you that uh, Damal, his uncle, should be in before too much longer. Um, but He's the guy who can take down messages for the birds. Are you asking Hellas? I, the player, am asking to remember a reminder of who this guy is. Alric's uncle, Gamal, is the one who scribes the messages that the falcons carry. Okay, that is what I thought. Oh, excellent. Thank you. And she leaves you to enjoy your blonde and your bread bowls. Now, what is blonde? Is it like a beer or is it like a wine? Oh, so you ask her this before she goes away or are you examining gonna, it yourself? I was going to just try it. Yeah, I was going to okay. just try it too. No, no, you know what I was going to ask. That's true. <laughs> so tell me, what is this? Is it a beer? Is it a wine? It's fermented like beers and wines. It's alcoholic, if that's what you mean. Okay. I kind of get the sense she doesn't really know much. It's like grain alcohol, paint thinner. <laughs> we'll find out. I mean, she, she answers this in a kind of like casual, like she's turning away with like a plate full of It'll get you drunk. To carry off to somewhere else. Yeah, not everybody has the fortitude for all my questions like Trick Many does. That's why we get along. So I'll pour it. I want to try it. Definitely. I don't know if we should drink this fast or slow. I'm going slow. All right, well, I'll go fast and then we'll find out. Okay. All right, so I would like resilience checks. It's going to be one purple, but Trix got a black die. Slugging it back. Yep. Uh, one advantage. Two success and a threat. Right. Not as slow as I thought. <laughs> so how about you're going to take a black die for this encounter. Okay. Because you are a little tipsy now. Mm-hmm. So yes, you are drinking it slowly, but you actually end up drinking more than Trick does. Right. Trick knew he was going to treat it like a shot. So he only put like a shot's amount in his glass, whereas you like poured yourself a beverage to drink. It must be that I liked it too, because I drank enough. So you liked it, but it has made you tipsy. Just eat more stew. Trick. You have succeeded. You have not drunk enough to be tipsy, but you have a threat. It may be that you just don't like fermented milk beverages. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, Here, why don't milk? you have some of this, buddy? It is a murky, whitish liquid. Huh, I don't know that I would be able to tell. If you want to assess it for what ingredients it's made of, you can make an alchemy check. <laughs> I remember do. black dye because you're drunk. <laughs> you are giving some of this to the bird. I, uh, yeah, I'll pour a, another shot. And I'll put it here. Try some of this, mate. Maybe you like it better than I do. What's the difficulty on this alchemy? I'm just going to say one purple. Yeah, three successes. It's good to be smart. <laughs> it is milk-based. Okay. Oh, I don't know that I have that much experience with different milks. Yeah, you can't necessarily tell as a goat or cow or sheep or whatever. And but... it's creamy? Is that... Is it... it like a keeper? Is that sort of what you're... Yeah, it is... If I, I think, said that right. I think in real life, it is a fermented milk beverage from the British Isles. Does it have anything anything else in it? Is it just fermented? Or am I like, I detected hint of nutmeg? I don't think it's got any sort of herbal flavoring to it. Okay. Fascinating. I mean, how common is milk for elves? I don't think milk is super common for elves because elves don't really keep domesticated animals. Right. Except horses. Right. But the horses are not for food purposes. There's not like herds of horses. And no one's drinking horse's milk? No. I bet some of the scouts do. They drink the blood of their horses as they I ride. wouldn't be surprised. You start spreading rumors. Watch out. Elvish riders are so terrifying. Uh, and this is what Trick starts talking about once you identify it as a milk beverage. 
Right, yeah, that's true. About drinking milk or drinking blood. Ew, so like, ah, it's most, most of us back in Esprit Forest, and all Elvish Forest, nobody drinks milk, except the scouts, because they control the horses. They're drinking the horse milk? They don't want anybody to know. That's odd. Yeah. But interesting. I wonder how much nutrition would be coming from a horse's milk. Enough nutrition for little foals. What about the little foals? Well, scouts steal the milk from baby horses. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a concept of domesticating. I don't know that we would Do you think this is horse milk, then? Could be. I don't know if we would have enough of an idea of what kind of milk there are. You encountered Interesting. Um, some fields where there was cows and there were sheep, like, in the distance as you crossed the countryside to this town. Okay. But cows and sheep are more common, I believe. She's still drinking. This is why yeah. she's drunk. Could be. I suppose it doesn't really make a difference. What if it makes a difference? Eat my stew. So, this is good garbage. <laughs> For garbage, you know. <laughs> well eat again. So after you've enjoyed your red bowls and your blonde, some time passes and a much older fellow enters the bar. He looks to Aldric. Sorry. Aldric points to your table and this older gentleman comes up to your table. He is darker skinned than Alaric is. He has dark black, somewhat curly hair, but it's underneath a cap that is different from other caps you have seen in town. If you think of like how winter hats, you pull a winter hat on your head and then you fold it up. Yeah. So the cap is purple, but the folded up brim part is red. Hmm. And he's got puffy sleeves that are red and his pants are purple like his hat is. And he's wearing like a, a longish like brown vest. There's lots of like little straps and things, little bottles and stuff like that hanging from this vest. Guy carries a lot for walking to a bar. Including um, scroll case type stuff. Uh, so he comes up to your table. He places a, a hand on the, on the middle of his chest and makes a, a slight head bow to you and says, I am the model. You are needing to use the birds. Yes, we wanted to send a message to our, our friend Ketchin. He's known to... Oh, I don't need names, but... Okay. But you can write the message. Yes, yes, we can uh, go to one of these offices. Yes, I think that'd be perfect. GM Jennifer here. Following the scene with Alric and his falcon, Trick's player expressed interest in an animal companion. Although falcons fit with Trick's dune folk heritage, we settled on a magpie to better fit Trick's personality. Then it was up to me to introduce the animal in a way that a bond could form between them. Mate's stats are derived from the falcon in the Genesis Expanded Player's Guide with a few key modifications. We are most familiar with Australian magpies, having lived among them for a couple years, so we gave Mate a swooping ability, as well as some basic mimicry for communication purposes. You can see him in our campaign artwork by Del Borovic, where he is playing with some flags in the upper left of the picture. Health is also in that picture, which means you have now been introduced to everyone detailed in it. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. 
For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West. Licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.